you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Check football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program. Let's jump right into it. My main man seated to my immediate right. What's the poop with you, Adam? Ryan? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Three in a row. I know. What a streak. You and Black Tie, both uh, three <laughs> shows in a row you've uh, you've attended here in Studio 66. A reminder, as usual, the podcast available on iTunes. We appreciate you subscribing and commenting there. And also at NFL.com slash Shaq. S-H-E-K, Shaq, Shaq, Shaq. All right. In just a minute here, Brady Quinn, free agent quarterback, and brother-in-law of one of our very favorites, A.J. Hawk, in fact, the 2013 Shecky Award winner for our favorite football playing guest, is uh, going to be walking into Studio 66 himself. We'll kibitz with him. I want to hear, because the we're a week away from the draft now, Rank, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he had one of the most infamous... Well, you know, he was the year Stretches. after. Wasn't he the year after Rodgers? So Rogers, it seemed like that was two years in a row. Rodgers, Rodgers sat in there to, forever. Forever. And then they whisked him out of there. Once the Dolphins passed on him at number 10, then they whisked him into the back. They yeah. hit him. And then, and then Quinn did the same thing. And I remember him sitting there. and, and uh, no, Quinn's the one who got, he got shuffled off to the back. Yeah, but he still was out there for a long time. Oh, and ten looked, picks. That was back when it was uh, fifteen minutes between the picks, so it wasn't. It felt like Rogers two thousand and five draft, and Brady was two thousand and seven. So there's a gap in between. Hmm. Okay, so there was one year in between, but they did once the Dolphins passed on him, then they hit him in the commissioner. He was sitting in the commissioner's green room, and then they brought him out when the Browns eventually selected him. And when we mention AJ Hawk, 
he should be on notice, as should many other NFL football players. Right now, one of the frontrunners for the 2014 Shecky Award for Best Football Playing Guest, Ike Taylor, the Pittsburgh Steelers cornerback, and self-appointed uh, draft guru Ike Taylor <laughs> is going to be joining us uh, on the phone in just a little bit to shirtless? hear what he thinks about I don't know. Well, I, I, that's his thing. Apparently, he <laughs> likes being shirtless a lot, at least when we're around. He did it when he was out here about a month ago, and we shot free throws with him. So look forward to catching up with him. And like I say, he loves he analyzes and, and, and announces publicly who he thinks the Steelers will or at least should take in the first and second round. He's been working out with Johnny Manziel. So we'll get his opinions on all that jazz. Meantime, Rank, let's talk about what the big news item is going down in the world of sports right now, and obviously it's transcended just sports and become a uh, a social issue, and uh, it's the top story on all the newscasts and everything else. And, of course, I'm struck by the fact, as, as are a lot of people who've been basketball fans for any amount of time, Donald Sterling is has always been a racist. I right. mean, we've, we've known he's a racist. There are legal documents in which he in which he sat. I don't know if he sat in a courtroom or at a deposition around a, a conference table, but someone, a court reporter, recorded some vile comments from him. Um, so it's it's obviously not surprising that uh, that he is a racist. And at long last, I, what I feel like is that even though you, it's not a matter of, well, now we have the smoking gun. You had the smoking gun right. a couple of times over at least with with uh, um, formal statements that he's made. But all right, either way, I don't, I, I don't, now, care. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to get pious about that because he's busted now and now he's out of basketball forever. I don't, I don't know how a guy who's a businessman and is, and is so interested in his money, I don't imagine that he's really going to put up that big a fight. I think that it's going to end up, because I'm jumping over all the racism now, all the implications, because it's very easy as a white guy, I feel like, a driving around today listening to some sports radio. I have to say, I feel like there are a lot of white people patting themselves on the back for how great they are for, for taking a stand on this and threatening not to go to Clippers basketball games and everything else. When, of course, anybody, and by the way, so too could anybody who played under Donald Sterling have said at some point, I'm uncomfortable with this. But, of course, they're getting paid by them. So it's easy to get up on Mount Pius and say, Clippers, you should not play this game. Take a stand. Yeah, how many people are taking a stand against their boss? Right. I'm not going to show up to work. That'll show them. Hmm. <laughs> Let's see what happens when you do that. So I, I don't hold the the players culpable for this or even free agents who took the money to go there and people are really casting some stones uh, at these guys for like well why would chris paul go there if he had a problem why did doc rivers go there listen it's it's an imperfect world and of course don't uh, don't be such a pollyanna that you think or be such a hypocrite for that matter that you too wouldn't take the money if that if it were your profession and the idea that you would speak out against that however the media could have done something about it. David Stern certainly could have done something about it. That never well, happened. David Stern did. He made the Clippers relevant by giving them Chris Paul. <laughs> That's kind of true. You're right. Because if he di if he didn't make that trade, he goes to the Lakers and everything falls out the way that it does. It is funny how different. If, we love to do the NFL here. Where we ask, what if one moment in NFL history changed? How different would it look? That would be a great NBA version. 
to right. do, to do that. What if you put Chris Paul on the Lakers uh, two three years ago? Absolutely. You just gave and your boy Michael Smith an idea for his NFL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you're right. Numbers don't lie. I think, by the way, I think one of the big losers out of this thing is going to be the Lakers because I think Magic Johnson is now the league is now incented to put an African American owner in there to try and sell the team. Mm. Obviously, Magic in the Guggenheim group, he's the face of the Guggenheim group largely. You know Magic Johnson has a huge presence in L.A. It's a perfect fit. I know you you think he's going to go to the, – the, they're going to try to push him up to Seattle. Why don't they do that? Because Magic Johnson, if he wants them and wants to keep them in L.A., I think that will would take – we don't, we don't need two teams in L.A. We're fine. We've got the Lakers. You want that to happen. But no, but if if I'm right, if the Ma- if Magic Johnson gets that team, that is it's already because of Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and the youth and Doc Rivers and the excitement around this team. They're already a great destination for a free agent. I think it becomes the it destination. And I wouldn't rule out LeBron James winding up there. I mean, I don't think LeBron has any shot of coming to the Lakers. I could see I, – I, all bets are off. I think anybody would come to L.A. to be a part of what Magic Johnson is building. The story will be there. It fits up perfectly. You, the big loser out of this that, could be the Lakers. Check, with with that, you would have you have a big player at every level. You have Magic, who's the most adored like NBA figure. You have Doc Rivers, who's the players coach amongst players coaches, and then you have Chris Paul, who's like the great point guard to play with. Like you would have pretty good story that they have to right tell there. LeBron in L.A. Possibly a new name. Hollywood Knights, maybe. Who knows? Ah, That's right. I'm glad you brought this up, Black Tie. This is my long-standing thing. I've said this forever. Baron Davis and I, all right, he told me about three years ago. I I was surprised. I brought up Donald Sterling. He said he's a racist and no one wants to play for him. The The Clippers will never be good because of Donald Sterling. Everyone knows he's a racist. And uh, this was on a podcast I did uh, uh, with uh, John Sally, like I say, about three years ago. And I was kind of my jaw kind of dropped because I think he was still getting paid by the Clippers at the time. But, of course, Baron Davis can tell you tales about uh, Donald Sterling making racist remarks to him while, while he's uh, Andre out Miller's the, the same way, too. But Black Tie reminds me, the thing that I said to Baron Davis, which he didn't love, but I think he now maybe would turn around on this, you must now – dispense with the L.A. Clippers name. It is now soiled for all of time. It's ruined. It's the dawn of a new day. Whoever takes this team over, Magic Johnson or otherwise, must rebrand itself. Forget about L.A. There already is, like you say, Rank, an L.A. team called the Lakers. No, they become Hollywood. Hollywood Knights. Hollywood Stars. Hollywood Blockbusters. I'm really not going to fight you on that, but the Hollywood is the key because that really distinguishes them from L.A. How say you? I think the better ring would be Seattle Supersonics. All right. I'd, right I'd be fine with it. already. I mean, it's it's cool. I mean, I understand they would want Magic to be involved with the league once again, but Magic's got his own thing going on. There's a big glaring hole in Seattle because it's an outrage that they haven't put a team back there. The Sacramento... And I'm glad that Sacramento didn't go up there and Sacramento's staying there. We've got it. We've got it all covered here. Seattle needs a team. They've shown you're, that the- you're just you want that because you root for the Lakers, so you wanted to get rid of the Clippers. But if the if the NBA cared so much about that, 
they would have done Milwaukee. They would have, they would have insisted, or they wouldn't have said that the Milwaukee Bucks must be sold, and they wouldn't have stood by the previous owners' uh, yeah, this, that's, the, the requirement. That's, now, an, that's an Eastern Conference team. Donald Sterling kind of... has, is not going to have anything to do with the sale of this team. The league will run that. So the possibility exists that if the league really does want a team up in Seattle, that maybe they could steer the Clippers up there. Instead of a second L.A. franchise. L.A. is the second biggest market, and it you know it can, it can certainly sustain a second. You, you don't seem to have much compunction about there being a second baseball team in, uh, in that's not different. L.A. County. That's, that's Anaheim. I mean, if the Clippers wanted to go to Anaheim, that's fine. That's what they should have done two or three years ago when they I had mean, the chance. They that should have makes run sense, there. but even then... You don't need. I mean, Seattle. I would put ahead of Anaheim as teams or cities that deserve a team. All right, I agree with the Seattle thing, but I think I think it, the story for me, for entertainment purposes, I'm happy to see two teams play against one another in the same hallway. One more thing, Black Tie. I know before it uh, looks like uh, all right, Brady Quinn's coming in here in one second. Real quick though, let me just say this to you: Ah, uh, the the Clippers all of a sudden have a real chance to win the title. The, the idea, I love, by the way, the, the people, again, getting up on Mount Pies, don't go to the game, as though that's – I don't understand what statement you're making. I, I, I don't know how uh, ticket sales go, but my assumption is that Donald Sterling's already made the money he's going to make on those playoff tickets. You're not spiting him. You're just you're – just, um, reducing the chances that the Clippers have of winning games if you don't show up, if you create some weird, eerie environment. And by the way, the statement's been made. Adam Sil- Silver made the statement that I, I knew he would make. I knew he would drop the hammer on this. There's no way. The coach, Doc Rivers, said, basically insinuated, well, I'll leave if if it's still Donald Str-. You know, there would be a mass exodus. Those right. players next year would just say, we're not going to play if Donald Str- What You didn't do anything, league? Well, then we're not going to play. But that's not what happened. I knew Adam Silver understood that that pressure existed. He was going to drop the hammer. So, all right. So that's so, so people may or may not show up to the games. But the Clippers and Golden State both have a legit shot of winning the NBA title, or at least getting to the finals now. The Spurs and Thunder are both in trouble. So now you're, you the, the suggest, yeah, get, do away with a, a year of your very brief window of uh, of a professional career. Yeah, just uh, cast that aside in uh, to make a redundant statement with what the commissioner of the NBA already just did. So I think uh, I think that's why the Clippers must show up and play. There's all this hokum about uh, skip the game or don't try or whatever. Uh, I don't think with what Adam Silva did here today on Tuesday that that's still going to be a topic. I no, think. I, I, was, I agree with you. you know, yeah. He definitely put the hammer down, and now, you know. We All right. Agree. So now bring him in here, Black Tie. Let him come in here. The man, I mean, when we're talking draft, he is one of the faces of it, for better or worse. I don't want to start off on the wrong foot, but it wasn't probably the greatest day of his life. But uh, joining us in Studio 66 right now, quarterback Brady Quinn. What's the poop, fella? Well, first off, it was a great day. It was one of the greatest days of my life. It was? Yeah, man. I got drafted to a childhood team I rooted for growing up. And and you get to play, you know, football as your profession. What could be better than that? I agree, See? but I mean, listen, I remember watching it, and people, I mean, th- throughout, you couldn't hear what the commentators were saying. What was, or could you? Are you when you're in no. that green room? Could you hear what NFL Network or ESPN and everybody is saying? Like, oh, poor guy. No, you, you can't hear a bunch of it, and, and even even at that point, it's like, what are you going to do even if you can? You know, I mean, you're waiting like anyone else. In retrospect, you know, I'd definitely go back and do it again. However. 
if you're going to spend that much time waiting, I'd rather be golfing. Like I, I, I could have played, <laughs> right? I could have played 18, had a great foursome, played 18, you know, maybe had a couple beers, and then you know, <laughs> by the end of it, I, I all of a sudden I get done, and someone's like, "Hey, someone traded up to draft you in the first round." I've been like, "Awesome, sweet." You know, that's how I could have spent that time. But what Joe, a cool Joe, move wait, that would have been. <laughs> Joe Thomas had the right idea. He oh, went fishing he, with his dad. He went like probably twenty feet away from the dock. He was the third pick. How far out could he be gone? <laughs> Grow I mean, up, Greg. That was a sound stage in Hollywood. That was all a big show. He wasn't really it was out like there going fishing. To the moon. It never happened. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brady Quinn. First piece of advice for you here at the uh, NFL Network. You're on Total Access this week. I have touted myself. I talk about life resume a lot. I don't care what your GPA in college was or where you went to school. I care more about what's on your life, the deeds that you're great at in life. One of them is ordering food at a restaurant. I feel I'm the best order of food. But a serious dig, at uh, a real chink in that, uh, in that uh, banner for me is I got the salmon burger at the huddle, the so-called the commissary oh, yeah. here at M- don't do it. It was it didn't work out for me. I flew too close to the sun today. Here's what I've been doing every day. So I'm in the process of rehabbing my back and working out in the mornings, and then I immediately go to Chipotle right when it opens. Mm-hmm. I, I am the most okay. avid Chipotle fan ever, mm. and uh, I, I've even tried to like talk to the owner of the try to like buy one. It, it's it's impossible. Why? They've got such a tight grip on that whole situation. <laughs> buy a Wahoo's. No, no, I want Chipotle, man. Yeah, no, that hot no, sauce. No. Oh man, you're in California now. You know that we have excellent Mexican food. You don't have to go to Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I, I'm from the Midwest. I don't even know what good food is, but I How like. How long Chipotle. you out here for? I'll walk you over to Cinco de Mayo, right around the corner. <laughs> I, I actually leave tomorrow. Doggone so, it! Oh, Brady Quinn. All right, listen. A couple of quick things there. Chipotle is actually owned by McDonald's now. No, I've it's been, not. It's they, sold, not, they sold it off. Not, sold they it sold it off. They sold it off, off years ago. Okay, so Come that's on. wrong. Never, yeah. Secondly, <laughs> Free Birds much better than Chipotle. Well, this isn't. That's not a competition. Go check. Go, go check dominates. out some free bread. Absolutely, oh, free. That's like that's, that's like Tex-Mex. That's not even the same. Are type you of kidding me? Freebird? At least it's from California. Uh, well, what it, is Freebird? Oh, I've never even heard of World it. Burrito. Yeah, Where is it? Uh, there's. We've got a listener named everywhere. Liz. She's going to be all over your case for besmirching Freebird. Is it from California or Texas? I heard it started in Texas. Don't. Don't oh, challenge okay, me. Okay, okay. Please oh, don't. Hey. It started in Isla Vista, California. Oh, there we go. Oh, the no. home of UC Santa Barbara. Now, we're talking about Southern California, <laughs> and I wanted to share this brush with fame I that I had. I guess Central Coast, though. I guess I should. Well, what? Because Santa Freebirds, Barbara is Jazz? Central Coast. I don't know what you're talking about anymore. I have something important to discuss with our guest rank, I if I may. It. I doubt it, but okay. <laughs> about a year ago, I was driving on the infamous 405 freeway. I was driving north. On a sunny day, not unlike this one, I was headed north, and a convertible pulled up next to me in the uh, gridlock traffic, and uh, riding shotgun with a lady, Brady Quinn. I shouted out, Brady! You looked over and said, what kind of uh, imbecile is yelling at me in the 405? (laughs) You remember that? I do. I remember that. I was actually, uh, I was with my older sister, Laura. Mm -hmm. Um, She was actually in town. She does some interior decorating. So there's like some different, you know, uh, showrooms and stores, you know, manufacturers, whatnot out here. So she comes out here, you know, goes through all that, with, which are her suppliers. And she happened to be in town. And I, I came out, um, I forget what I was in town for. I think I, was, I may have been working out down at uh, API. But anyways, so we were just hanging out. She, of course, rented a, a Porsche convertible. I was like, <laughs> really, Laura? Like, re- like that's what you're going to do? You're going to be one of those people who, like, pays X amount of dollars to go rent, like, a really nice car when you're in California? Gosh. I'm, I'm surprised done? we didn't get... 
I ought to trim the cheapest yeah. thing possible. Yeah. I want the Sentra, please. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing: is it, like I've been out here before. I got I got hit on the 405 one time, and I was like, I would never drive a decent car out here. I, I, I would. I don't I mean. I, I try to figure out a way of just getting a drone or flying or some some way around the traffic. Now listen, I, this Laura mm-hmm. to whom you refer is uh, is known for showing up at Brady Quinn's college football games. And then also at Ohio State football games. Yeah, she's married to A.J. Hawk. They've been married for about seven or eight years now. Is he a cool um, guy? He's awesome. Is man. he really? So, yeah, so awesome. I've heard some bad things. Really? That's impossible. It seems he, like an uh, act with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's awesome. He, he really is. I mean, um, he's one of those people who... I mean, he's one of the toughest people I've ever met. He actually um, had a little like operation. We had some, you know, pins or whatever put in his hand, or some something happened. He's a linebacker, right? Like mm-hmm. they punched their fists against the ground and people the entire game. So he had some, you know, pins put in or whatever. This dude, the next day, is is, is working out like upper body stuff. <laughs> like you know, I, I, we had this uh, radio show back um, during the uh, the off season. So I'd go back in the mornings, work out together, and then we'd go and do this radio show together. And I'm watching him. I'm like, man, that can't be good. Like, you just had surgery. Like, <laughs> I, like whatever pins are in your body, the amount of, like, blood pressure that's pumping through your body when you work out, they're probably going to shoot out at some right. point. I, I think they eventually did. Like, I think at one point, he told me they were working out. He was working out. And eventually, the pin just came out almost halfway. And he was like, well, <laughs> might as well pull it out now. Like, you can't oh, leave it in dude. at that point. So no, he's he's one of the toughest, coolest people ever. Um, and you guys do a show together, so we, yeah, we did a show in the off season, um, which which was, it was funny because you know he wants to do a podcast, he wants to kind of get on what you guys are doing, and he's starting to do that. Um, but we had so we had a radio show, and it was awesome. But the difference is, is like when you're on a radio show, it's not your it's it's like your hour hosting or whatever, but mm-hmm. you're working for a radio station, so you kind of have to talk about the stuff they want to talk about. Which was not on his agenda. I mean, I can't tell you how many times, for whatever reason, he would mention, you know, things about his dad, Pistol Hawk, my dad, you know, Ty Quinn, we call him Chopper. He calls everyone Chopper. Everyone's Chopper. You know, you're Chopper. chopper <laughs> so, like, like, he started talking about family, all this other stuff, like, how once, you know, all, you know, like, I, I randomly meet people, you know, like, randomly running people or whatever else. It's just, it's weird. It just happens. And he was like, oh, you probably know Tom Cruise. And I was like, well, no, I've met him one time before. But, you know, just weird things like that. Like, he would, like, work into the conversation. I have nothing to do with sports. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, the first couple weeks, we couldn't get a caller because people probably turned it <laughs> off. They're like, what are you guys talking about? Well, I'll tell you this. I, I asked you as if we didn't know, but of course, A.J. Hawk, I'm surprised that it's, you know, talk about life resume. Go ahead there, Black Tie. Damon Strike's a genius. That's right. I am a genius, and that, and, and that was A.J. Hawk saying as much. He knows it because probably he thinks I'm a genius because I gave him the 2013 Shecky Award for our best football playing guest all year he's a longtime favorite of ours here on the show we he's, love hawk he's the best he really is he uh you know it, it's like you know the only thing i hold against him is i just we, i gotta get an opportunity to play against him again i've got like mm. an o and i've got an o and two <laughs> record against him lifetime we lost playing peewee football i was on his travel football team we went down and played centerville that's where he was from they beat us in the championship then i, I forget how old we were and then we lost the Fiesta Bowl, and unfortunately, I haven't had the opportunity to. Um, I've played against some preseason games when I've been with the Browns or other teams, um, but you know, you're not in the whole game. 
But you know, regular season, I haven't had an opportunity to play against him. So I'm re- I've got to get back on a team, get a chance to play against the guy. All right, call him up and tell him that's what you want. Call him up right now, and we'll get him on the line. I got to get on a team. Though. I'm a free agent right now. I got to healthy get on a team, and you know, go go get a, get to play against him. Well, maybe that's what we need is yeah. AJ Hawk to get in Coach uh, McCarthy uh, in Coach McCarthy's ear. And uh, but then on the same it. team, I got to play against him. We got to. I gotta, see. Right. Yeah. yeah you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, well, yeah. every day in practice, that would be the perfect thing, right? That would be. That would be. You would pro- but the ahead. Bears need a veteran backup. He's a Bears guy, you know. You rank over here. I mean, hey, I, wonder, I was in Notre Dame. You're closest to Chicago. Great right? city. Love that city. Uh, I love I'll talking what, to I'll, b- see, I'll see if I can drop in a line to Mark Tressman. I yeah, love uh, uh, Quinn. I love the idea of you sitting in the room. You're um, you're rewriting history. There's no way you were enjoying yourself. At least you regret. You regret. Tell me this much, right? because the one rule that Hawk can tell you is no jive here in Studio 66. We don't jive one another. We have too much respect. Here's here's what I'll tell you is, you know. A lot of like people just have different perspective than I do, and that's one thing I appreciate about AJ is he's got a completely different perspective than other people. If you tell him he can't do it, like he's not even listening to you. If he wants to do something, he's going to do it, and I, that's just something that I think we have in common. Whereas we just look at things differently. Hmm. Like I knew going to New York, there's an opportunity where you may not get picked where you think you're going to get picked. Like when it comes down to it, all these kids are like being told different things. Bro, you have no idea. You don't know what each of these teams has, how they have a quarterback evaluated and ranked. You're basically going there because you're like, hey, man, free trip to New York City. My whole family's coming, and I'm going <laughs> to play in the NFL. So I'm walking in that scenario going, all right, well, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, it, it was a lo- you know, you know, the thing is, it's a long week. They have you. They take you on these, like, tours like you're a zoo animal, you know, waving <laughs> people and saying hi and all this stuff. And you finally get the draft that you're exhausted. And um, I think the toughest part was you get some – you get kind of people like, you know, your agent tells you something or, you know, some trusted people tell you some things. So when that doesn't happen, then you're kind of like, oh, man, that stinks. wonder why. But but really, after the fact, it's just a starting point. That's all it is. I want you then at least to admit this. You regret <laughs> the hairdo. Your Dude, hair the, in the flow bucket? When you see back now, real? you know uh, that that wasn't a good choice. Bro, where I'm from, the flow bucket works. That's, a, that's, that's not like an excuse. A, oh, no. Here's the thing is, I, I was a college kid coming out mm. of, you know, being at Notre Dame in school where, like, you're supposed to have – you're kind of have shaggy hair. You, sh- you know, you lift weights. You're, you're like this kind of meathead dude with a shaggy <laughs> flow bucket. Like, I, I still remember, I think it was Van Pelt for Colorado State. First quarterback I remember. He had the flow bucket coming out the helmet, scrappy, you know, scrambling around, knocking guys over. And I was just like, dude, I want to be like that guy. Mm. Like, that's how I want it to look coming out my helmet. Where you take it off, you shake your head, and you just look like Kevin Sorbo, you know, like, like Ultimate Warrior, <laughs> whatever he was, you know, just the freaking. He was Hercules, over. I believe, right? Yeah, yes. Something like Sorbo, that. Sorbo, yeah. So Good just, name drop, though. Yeah, well. Yeah. Hey, call Hawk. I'm not jiving. You get Hawk. He'll kibitz with he us. He will not pick up. He's, He'll he's got pick two, up. He's got two kids, guaranteed. What do you how think? How do I do this? What do you think about? By the way, I don't know. Black tie. How do you make this work? If we call Hawk, or do yeah, you what? have his number in there? Here's what I think we do. I, think I have. Wade calls him right away. See right. what see what is up to, and if he can join in, and then we'll call him from the uh, podcast studio. All right, go ahead. Well, we'll right. you you do, do I it. keep this on? You, or yeah, yeah go on. Ahead. You want him to call him? Okay, yeah, go ahead. Call him, and we'll see if he answers. That's it. Yeah, there's no chance. He's got two kids now. It's the off season. So he's... What do you make of two important issues that we like talking about with him? What do we have encouraged him? to have his wife, your sister, call him Hawk around the house, which you know, he has refused is, to do. I call him Nighthawk, mm. and they actually named his son's name as Hendrix Nighthawk. 
Really? How, I've been, I, I called him Nighthawk forever. And then they you know, had a boy, and I was like, I, I like to take credit for it. I think it's like Knight's like a family name. So, it, unfortunately, I, I get no credit for that. Mm. Oh. See, I'm calling. He's, he's not going to pick up, dude. All right, leave him a nasty yeah, message then. Oh, I, I, tell him it. Tell him you're on the show that gave him an award for the for gave him the Shecky Award. Why don't you leave the message? All right, I will. Here. Wait, pro speaker. Don't put it on speaker, so the number's coming it's through. Not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you finish recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Hey, Hawk, it's uh, your old pal uh, Damashek and Rank here, and, and we also have uh, your brother-in-law with us, and we wanted to get you on the podcast. We're sitting here in Studio 66, Kibitzin. No jive. What gives, fella? Yeah, go ahead, Brady. You tell A little him. disappointing. Real disappointing. Yeah. Much like your short game in golf, which we'll, ah. we'll, we'll soon see in Lake Tahoe here coming up. Ooh, are you going to be there? No, I'm definitely not. You oh. know, we, I, we, I got a foundation, though. We have, this, we have a charity golf outing called the Blue Jacket. And AJ actually won it the first year. I'm, I'm leaving like a voice, long voicemail. <laughs> and, and I don't want to say Wait, exactly why. When was the last time you saw Oh, sorry. Go ahead. We're still – should I just shut this off? No, keep still, going. He keep should going. hear all okay, of okay, it. Okay. He, 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 won, he won the blue jacket. But the thing was is he didn't even finish the round. So the mystery behind why he won the blue jacket was he somehow was able to sink a golf part, a car in a pond. There was some situation with the emergency brake not being on, and it kind of slid back down a hill and ended up going into a pond. But <laughs> so, so it tends was, when you skip the last few holes, it tends to help your golf score. Right? Yeah, That's yeah. A, yeah he was like, yeah, advice. I, I got a, a I had a sixty-eight. AJ, AJ love you. No, no, wait, bro, don't, don't what? hang up. When was the last time you saw him? Because uh, uh, have, have you seen this haircut? I don't know. He's gone too He's far. Got the Beckham haircut. Let's yeah, see. what is? I, I wanted to know what he was working with here. Too he much. Too little. I mean, I I have hailed him. You know, Clay Matthews gets too this much. This is the longest voicemail. He's, it he's he deserves it. He should answer the phone. Maybe he'll let him know up. next I'm time. Hanging up now. No, no, no. Give a critique Here's of his hair. Clay Matthews I li- dude, stole like Hawk's hair, dude. Gonna, yeah. He stole the long flaxen hair. Hundred percent. And you know, no, I that, condemn Clay Matthews for this to his face. I've told him as much. I said, "You're, you know, you're, you're riding on the what AJ Hawk. He's the and, one who and, made and, the and bold here's, stroke." Here's the thing I love what AJ done is has done is he, he sat there and said, "You know what? The long hair thing, that's over, right. man. That's right." And then he's like, "I'm going to go into something cool." Mm-hmm. So he kind of did like a David Beckhamish type cut. Then now he's all stylish. Now he's like into like the short hair. Mm-hmm. You know, he kind of nah, he's yeah. He's getting you know into the whole fat you know looking dressing nice and all that. I used to we went on a trip to Europe uh, with my wife and you know my sister and him and all that. And it was like you know when you go to like Paris, like pe- people don't dress like wear sweats and long sleeve shirts like in public. Like, they like dress no. nice. That's true, right? Yeah, they don't. That's such an American thing. I think we should just leave it's it like, on all day. It should right, torment well, okay. him. We're I don't think you on. should hang it up until I'm, you I'm leave L.A. When you see so, people, yeah, because they look like how they look when they'd go to baseball games in the forties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people are always dressed up for SEC games today. But so like we're walking around and like everyone's dressed up really nice, and then it's then and and so you know I'm one of those people who are like I don't want to stick out and like you know I'm looking like an American people are spitting on me or something in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> but, but AJ and one of our buddies, Doug Daddish. Oh, that's the end of yeah, the message. Over. Oh, that's oh, too bad. That's, that's just, that's Let's nice. call him back. <laughs> By the way, we're getting Pistol on the show, too. You and Laura, we want to get your sister on to talk about what it's like to be married to an NFL football player. They were supposed to come out here this spring. I don't know what no, happened no, no, to that. She'll, she'll be out. She'll be out. I think, you know what? I think she's coming out May, like, 13th. She just texted me the other day about that. All right. Maybe we'll yeah, catch up with her then, yeah. All right. Anyways, 
So we're in Paris, and like, so it's it's AJ and then his buddy uh, Doug Dash. They played at Ohio State together, and you know, Doug played in the league for a little while, and. They're wearing like all Under Armour, just like black and like warm with sweats. Uh, and stuff. So ugly and, American, and yeah. Yeah, we're already like bigger than everyone else. So people are like looking at us. We can't get a cab <laughs> for our life. Like everyone just hates us. But all in all, it was a good trip. What about the last thing? And then you got to go do oh, your fancy TV. Be, I thought there was going to be an addendum there, like, and we won the crowd over. But no, that was no, 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 no. Actually, actually, we finally dragged out a cab. <laughs> And we get in the car, and, the, and, the, and we're talking to the guy. We're trying, we're trying to speak French and be like, you know, proper, nice, whatever, and respectful. And the guy's like, "Oh, stop!" He's like, "I hate French people." He's like, I, I, "I'm not even from here. I hate this place." So we felt like the one cab driver <laughs> oh who wasn't French and like and like loved us. So we were like, "All right, can we get your number or something to figure out how to just tool us, you know, take us anywhere from the city." It was unbelievable. I bet you, Hawk, correct me if I'm wrong, I have a feeling, because I've seen, I've experienced this phenomenon, it's a very American thing to do, is when you travel overseas, you don't you don't attempt to speak their language. You're not going to go so far as to actually learn any language. Instead, you talk to them in some weird accent, as though they, they'll understand that. You're, imagine, what you imagine a French accent to talk like, right. but you're speaking English. Like, how do you go to the good <laughs> restaurant? Like, that doesn't, that doesn't help at all. That's, That's not helping the, the French guy. Not at all. And, uh, and AJ wouldn't even go that far. He'd just talk to the guy normally. He'd be like, well, what? what? What are you saying? Yo, like, dude, what, what's, what's up? up? Yeah. Last question, though, is what was it like in the Tebow years? Because Tebow has got that phenomenal eight-game run. Was that crazy to sit there and watch? I could do this. If, I, if you put me in, I will do this, For given the talent on the field it, it was crazy and i think um you know to see because because the thing was is like some of the like the the first start like when we won in miami that game like i think we recovered two onside kicks yeah right which is like what are the stats on that happening like they're it's pretty slim and then i then i think we end up getting a sack fumble that set us up for a field goal to win in overtime or something like that so like a lot of the a lot of things that happened though just seemed Im- improbable and like so, at at one point you were just sitting there, kind of like watching history, watching this, and going, "This is like." At, at one point, you're sitting there saying to yourself, like, "Yeah, I could do this. I'm going to go. And I, I could easily make this happen." But then at another point, you're sitting there saying, "Like, this is divine intervention, man. Hmm. Like, if I was in, I don't have that much luck or enough pull with God to like make this happen. So, <laughs> so like, it wouldn't have happened if I was in. Only He was able to like make that happen." Um, so it was, but it was interesting, like watching how just some of the things worked out. I mean, even I remember the Jets game. You were, we were sitting there, and we we're like, man, uh, the only thing that the Jets can't do here is turn the football over. And then Mark threw a pick six, and it was like, now we got a chance. <laughs> so you know, then we're sitting there, and then he has that like thirty yard run that was ridiculous. You know, it was like I think it was against like all out blitz. So it was like the perfect you know call to not run against, and it was like improbable. He runs, scores, everything. It was it was amazing, and then. I, I think the Chicago game was probably the one where you're, you're sitting there going, um, and, and for people who don't remember this, I think Prater kicked like a, a 59 yarder, then like a 60 some yarder, hmm. one to tie it to go in overtime, then one to win in overtime. But 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 in overtime, Chicago ended up getting the ball first, and they like fumbled like on it, or and then in the, at the end of the oh, game, oh that's right, at, yes, at, and then at, then at the, actually at the end of the fourth quarter. The only thing they didn't have to Marion do... Marion Barber, the third, yeah, fumbled yeah. it, right. Well, no, no, or stepped, no, stepped out no. of bounds and stopped the clock. Right. Stopped the clock, clock. And, and you were kind of like, that's the only thing they, they could have done to not win. So you're sitting, you're sitting <laughs> there saying yourself... down, yeah. Yeah, you're like... Uh, so you're like, only the improbable, though. I'll say this, and then you got to go do your fancy TV. 
I've said it to Hawk. I've said it repeatedly on this very show. I feel like in a, in a world where Tony Romo has got nine years of a shot, when guys like you have gotten basically a quarter of action to prove yourself, I hope you get a shot. You projected <laughs> at the time as a, as a, as a high end first round pick. And I feel like the NFL is collectively sort of not, you know, hopefully collectively going forward. But I feel like you haven't gotten a proper shot yet. Uh, you know, like Jimmy Clausen's another uh, ND guy yeah. who sort of. What? Why is the book now? Why are we? Why are we moving on from these guys that were first round picks? Um, you know, I don't. Exa- I don't know if I if I knew that answer. You know, I think I'd be on a team or someone would be happening. I think I've had some injuries at unfortunate times. To be honest with you, I mean, I remember. My second year, I I, fi- I finally get it to start. I had a good game against Denver. They ended up coming back and beating us. The next night, though, we ended up beating uh, Buffalo on Monday Night Football. I get my first win. I break my right index finger, the very top of it. So, you know, these ligaments around the very top knuckle kind of torn off and all that. And I, you know, really couldn't push or throw effectively. Tried to play the next game, threw the ball like that was it. Can I say that? Yeah, yeah, say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're just going to send it right to Commissioner Goodell, and then we'll see what he has to say about it. <laughs> so you know, so that was like an unfortunate time to you know you're getting your first starts, you, things are going well, playing well, um, you know, and then our coach gets fired after that season. Mm-hmm. So now you got Mangini coming in, new coach, new regime. You have no ties to them, so they're going to you know see how things go. Start of the season goes bad, you know, starts off, you know, they bench me. Derek Anderson goes in, doesn't go any better. Um, you know, they put me back in. You know, I have played some better football. You know, things start to go a little better, but then I um, had a Liz Frank injury, which are, are tough to come back from. So then I'm out the last two games of that season. I get traded in the offseason, recovering from that. You know, I thought the Denver years, like you said, there was kind of the, you know, T- Tim got drafted there. That was the decision the organization mm-hmm. made with two, two different coaches. So, you know, again, uh, it's, it's just, I mean, it's a long story of things where you're like, man, I mean, even in Kansas City, I had, um, you know, a concussion when I, you know, I had an opportunity to start uh, when Matt Castle uh, had a concussion. They end up giving me another opportunity to play. Had a concussion in the first quarter of that game, and then I was out for another three weeks. You know, and then you're kind of coming back to the tail end of it. Had some injuries, kind of battling through, trying to play. So it's just, it's been unfortunate. I was very healthy through all of college um, somehow, and and I played a crap ton of games. And then in the NFL, it's like I've had the weirdest, oddest injuries. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's I think that's played a little bit of an effect on it. But you know, I feel healthy. I feel great. I'm coming back around. I I had back surgery in November, and. Uh, you know, I'm still rehabbing from that, but um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm still hoping to play. Really, feel like I have the talent and the ability to play and, and lead a team. All right, well, listen, Brady Quinn, you have proven yourself to be a delight here in '66. We'll report as much to your pal Hawk um, and uh, go get. I don't care what this Liz Frank. Who is this chick? Always taking down football players. Dude, she has yeah, a real axe to foot. grind look with everybody. Foot. I don't know why, but. See that? I don't want to see your stinking Dude, foot. Now you've got it ruined. Right. It. It was a nice visit. You have to take out oh. your big stinking foot in '66. Now this joins. How are we supposed to finish the podcast now? <laughs> we have Mike Taylor coming up now. How about oh, that? Jeez. All no, right. Now listen. Yeah. You go. I'm going to forget about that <laughs> that uh, indiscretion, and uh, and I'm going to wish you well in getting on an NFL team in time. For the start of the 2014 season. Yes, sir. Thank All right, you guys. go. Go have a good time on TV. I will. I will. All right. And take Rank's advice. He really knows Mexican food in Southern California. Chipotle yeah. is good, but, you know, you can do it. You can. I'm a Midwest guy. I don't know any different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh, I, oh I, too bad he has to go because I would have loved to have talked to him about his thoughts about the Pittsburgh Penguins versus the Columbus, Columbus Blue Jackets. Columbus. Dispatch. I'm the biggest hockey fan now. 
I'm the biggest hockey fan, and you have to wait till next year because my guys just whipped yours. Wow. That's what you get for being a part of that Broncos team to beat the Steelers. Very. It was a fine series. It was darling how you almost won. Worst coverage on that touchdown play. <laughs> Again, it was like an all-out blitz where they did send everyone. And I was like, "What are you?" How is this? I wish this was being picked up. It's. I'm sure the mic's getting it. Yes, Brady. See, Brady Quinn knows. Oh, Brady look. Quinn knows what I know that uh, that that uh, he could have thrown that touchdown pass that uh, Tim Tebow threw. He's getting the hook. From but the, the good news the for talent wrangler over here. Yeah, I know. Michael yeah. Smith has got him and taken him out. Marcus is ruining our um, fun. Excuse me, Marcus. Fare thee well, Brady Quinn and Marcus Smith. AKA the buzz killer. Yeah. All right. What are you, what are they going to, always ruining a good time. Isn't it funny that that game, that he, that, that if you couldn't hear what Brady Quinn was just uh, shouting as he, he left 66 so there, he was saying that was a terrible coverage that the Steelers were playing in overtime when Tebow threw the touchdown pass, it, of course, to Demarius Thomas. It proves the point of these guys, how competitive they are. Somebody sitting on the bench being like, I could have done that. Yeah, that's I exactly right. I could have thrown that touchdown. But isn't it funny that another man who was on the field was Ike Taylor? He was on the field for that one. Who got? Did he get the stiff arm there? Who remember? Remember that he that uh, I think it was Ike Taylor who catches the stiff arm from Demarius I Thomas. It was. I believe it was. He catches it uh, over the middle at about fifteen yards deep into the backfield into the defensive backfield, and I think Ike is the one who put his hands on him and got shoved aside there. Um, but, yeah, looking is forward I, to Kibben. Is Ike Taylor number 24? He is. He is yeah, that's 24. him. Yeah, you should know him, his body type from uh, when I humiliated him out I don't, I don't him recognize the, him with his shirt on. Yeah, I see, yes. Yeah, go back to NFL.com slash Sheck, S-H-E-K, and you will see. I have taken a number of NFL football players. Oh, Brady Quinn would have been a good one to do that with, to help him out a little bit. I've taken a number of NFL players under my wing this offseason and given my time generously and uh, and really to try and keep them sharp, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally with my offseason workouts. And I took Ike Taylor out. We, played, we did a free throw shooting contest, and I won. And I won fair and square. You were there, weren't you, Rank? I might have I might have bounced. You saw what happened. Did I? You saw the I mean this the I mean there was no did not black tie. You saw what happened though, right? I was surprised. You got a, a nice little stroke there. It's a nice stroke I have, right? Yeah. If Tom Vimansky did a shooting clinic, I feel like that would that would equate to your shooting form. Okay, I think that's a compliment. I guess. Maybe not. All right, real quick, before we get to Ike Taylor here on the line, just how great was our Brady Quinn? He was a he was listen what a mensch yeah he's a, uh, a I, I'll be honest I'll pull back the curtain here he came into the studio and it was you know me body language guy quarterback oh my especially goodness. he comes into the studio you know he says hey how's it going TD I say how's it going Brady and I could tell he wasn't in the mood he just wasn't feeling it at the time and me and Marcus Smith well, you have at, a way of doing that <laughs> <for> people. <laughs> <laughs> People do tend to feed off of uh, your energy, Black Tie. That that uh, is a such haters at, <laughs> at Marcus Smith underscore, who is the talent turk here and one of NFL Network's best talent, talent producers. Why are, comes we, in, why are we putting him over? Wait, relax, hold on. So he comes in. He's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know how much Brady's feeling this. He might, we might, we might only be able to do this for five minutes. He doesn't seem to be in the mood. All that stuff, you know. That's what his body language is telling me. He comes on the show instantly. Kudos to you, Shaq. Kudos to you, Rank. Because that turned into what. 25 minutes there of some good stuff. So talking about the T-Boy years, all that good stuff. You guys just listen to it, so don't need to recap, but really good stuff. We don't have to go back and listen to it. We just lived it, Black Tie. 
Fair enough. Yeah, he was a delight. I'll tell you what I what I'll, I'll say about him. He's a handsome devil. I don't know if he gets back into the league. He might be top three most handsome quarterbacks in all the NFL. I mean, Tom Brady's still my number one. That's crazy. Sam That's Newton just crazy. is probably That's still my crazy. number two. But I think Brady Quinn might be number that, three. Let's be honest. He was pretty striking. He that's, was. He's a handsome I'm not chisel. one to partake in all this nonsense. No, I know. I know you're, but, you're too much man to partake, to partake in, I would even say, though you're going to weigh hey, in on it now. I would say, no, that's Tom Brady and Cam not close to Brady Quinn. Just truth. Oh, Brady Quinn is too handsome for those two yeah, guys. Yeah, those two guys are not even close. Oh, I don't black tie fell in love here's, today. He's How about a little that? younger. That's what Black Tie likes. That's what that's what he considers uh, eye candy. Brady Quinn. <laughs> Wait till Hawk finds out about this. Hmm. Too bad Hawk didn't answer. I know that was the longest voicemail ever. By the way, <laughs> that's what he deserves for not answering his phone. All right, Black Tie, a guy who I want to kibitz with. I'm not even going to bring it up to him because that's not it's uh, mean spirited to remind him of that Broncos overtime touchdown. I probably won't. I can't imagine I'll even bring up. The uh, the free throw shooting contest. I, that's not my way to rub it in his face. I wouldn't do that to him. I do, though, want to kibitz with him about his draft analysis. He has not been shy. He's worked out with Johnny Football recently. He now apparently has a crush on Johnny Football. He also has weighed in on the fact that the Steelers in the first round must go cornerback and in the second round get a wide receiver. He really legitimately, I believe, has the ear of Kevin Colbert. I think uh, the the guy who is primarily responsible for making right. the picks with the Steelers. I legitimately believe that Ike Taylor is tenured enough that, and has enough respect in the Steelers organization that at the very least he can say to Kevin Colbert, and Kevin Col- or he could text him or whatever, email him. I don't think Kevin Colbert would say, hey, stick to football. I'll take care of uh, the drafting. I imagine they actually have a, a discourse about such things. Do you think he has him in his phone? That's a good question. Why not? Why, not we, why don't we just ask Ike Taylor once he comes on? Well, we yeah, will. You great. know what? Call him up on the phone right now, Black Tie. Let's get him on the line. Ike Taylor. You listen to All right, Rank. He's back. And I got to tell you something. Wait, he's back. It took a lot of guts, you know, after the, the time. after the humiliation he was dealt at the hands of Damashek well, on the free throw line. He was the one with his shirt off. I don't think he had anything to be embarrassed about the free throw <laughs> contest notwithstanding. It was not a bodybuilding contest, Rank. It was a free throw got, shooting I contest. I got a lot of hits with my shirt off. Thanks to you, I appreciate all them hits. I got some new followers because of you with my shirt off. See? <laughs> see, he's going to be busy the next time there's an earthquake in L.A. Well, I guess, see, see, no attention is, I mean, all attention is good attention, according to Dyke Taylor, even though he, he got uh, humiliated by a potbelly uh, pot bald man at the free throw line. Would you rather look hey, like hey, I... Hey, shit, you got to understand, at the time of the earthquake, being an earthquake was having a competition. I was doing an earthquake, and the earthquake was being an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you were up to between the sheets when that earthquake hit out here in Los Angeles. No, wait, what happened? I don't, I don't, I don't follow. Oh! All right, that's old news, Rank. Well, we don't want to. We're keeping it G-rated here. We want to talk about Ike's comments about uh, the upcoming draft. Here, you're in the news, man. As, uh, as I'm sure you've noticed, because you on the podcast. In fact, the last time you were on with us, you sort of presented yourself as a draft expert and somebody who Kevin Colbert and company need to talk to, and and, and you do in fact counsel them. Now you're all over the news because you worked out with Johnny Football and say he should be the first overall pick. 
that's a change because you before said Blake Bortles was the best QB of the group. Talk about Johnny Football now. If you if you're looking for a right now quarterback, if you're looking to sell tickets, if you're looking to sell jerseys, if you're looking to keep your job for a couple of years, if you're just looking overall in general for a football player, a football player, a right now football player, you got to go with Johnny Football because Johnny Football is a football player. Forget all this antics and what he got going on off the field. I'm kind of pissed off at Johnny Football, my dang, my dang self, because, man, he got the Drake, she got the LeBron James coming out of college <laughs> who are fans of him. So what college kid wouldn't want a Drake or LeBron to be one of their fans just looking up to these people as far as, like, basketball-wise and being in a rap industry? So we gotta stop. We gotta stop talking about what Johnny Football, um, what he got going on off the field. Because on the field, regardless of what we want to say, he still produces. Well, I agree with you. I, I, I love what I've seen out of Johnny Football, but I'm surprised. So you mean to tell me Q-Tip and the fellows from Tribe Called Quest weren't hanging around Oswego when you were there? <laughs> well, they might. And the thing about this, Jack, you you got to look at it like this. So I'll become a first-rounder. I got high expectations. I don't pan out to what I need to pan out to be. So now I become a butt. You pick me in the second, third round, um, by perception-wise, and I wind up doing good, I'm better than what I'm supposed to be, or I get caught in a situation by holding the clipboard because I need to learn other some young, older stud, and this older stud wind up getting two or three Super Bowls. Now I really got to sit. Hmm. Really, I've become a bust either way. So it's a two-headed sword when we talk about first-round quarterbacks and quarterbacks going in the second and third round. But for me, right now, if I want a right now quarterback, regardless of what people want to say, who, who a guy who's been in a so-called SEC, who's been in a small NFL-ready kind of league, you got to go to Johnny Football. If I'm looking for a guy who I think future is real bright by by sitting under somebody's wing, I'm gonna go up Rose. Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense, but everything that you're laying out there—if you need a football player, if you need excitement, if you need to sell tickets. That, to me, describes two franchises who will be picking number three and number four, the Jags and mm-hmm. the Browns. How worried would you be, or what would your perception be if Johnny Football ended up going to the Browns? What you mean with my perception? We got to play him twice, so I got to handle my business. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Rank. You ask no, a question, saying, what do you want him to say? I would. I want him to say he'd be scared. <laughs> I'm, I'd be afraid that the Browns would actually be a good team. I think the Browns actually would be good, Swagger. Nah, I mean, the Browns, the Browns are up and coming. I think it's a few missing pieces uh, they need. I think they had a few good signees coming out um, from the free agency. I think they got a running. I think they got a receiver in Josh Gordon. I think they got a fire tight end. They held their line down with Alex Mack. It's a few more pieces they're going to need. Um, their defense has been real consistent regardless. They always play Pittsburgh tough. Regardless on what their record is, when we play the Cleveland Browns, it's going to be a dog day. That's just how it is. But we want more times than they have. But at the same time, it's just that respect level. It's going to be a dog fight when we do play them. So I'm just saying, Johnny Football, I think right now, regardless of what everybody wants to say about him, he's a sporadic, he's a right now, he's a splash play quarterback right now. You know what I'm saying? If, you, if you're looking for a future, if you want to go that prototypical running back, in brawls, that 6'3", 225", 230 range, well, there you go. 
Mm-hmm. But that that doesn't mean he's going to work out. That doesn't mean Johnny Football is going to work out. But I'm saying if I'm going to for a quarterback, it's going to be Johnny. Well, if you were picking for the Browns and you had a choice between Johnny Football or Sammy Watkins because you were just talking about Josh Gordon, which do you think would be the better player for the Browns right now? I got to go with Johnny Football. Hmm. The reason why I got, and the reason why I got to go with Johnny Football this year's draft is deep with receivers and cornerbacks. So I can give me, I can give me a Landry late, late first round, probably second. Um, I can get a, the guy from Vanderbilt late first round. It's a lot of good receivers. It's a lot of good receivers. So if, if in my opinion, I'm gonna go and get Johnny. And I'm going to go in that second round and give him the receiver to go hand-in-hand hand with Josh. Hey, Ike, I, you know, I, that's I th- what you just said is exactly right. Deep in receiver, deep in cornerbacks. You're on the record saying the Steelers need to go cornerback in the first round. I completely agree with you because you, you because after you, I look, I like Cortez Allen. And, I you know, there, there's some young talent there. But, boy, oh, boy, if there's one place on the field the Steelers need help, it's at that spot. And more and more I'm seeing Justin Gilbert and Darquez Denard and guys like that, Bradley Roby, are going to be available when the Steelers are drafting. Do you have any doubt that that's where Kevin Colbert's looking? Or do you think if Eric – let's say Eric Ebron, who to me, man, he would be fantastic in, in uh, as a big target for Roethlisberger, big athlete. Heath Miller's a little bit uh, up there in years. I would love to get Eric Ebron, but in in terms of need, it's got to be corner in the first round, right? Uh, no, it, I changed my mind. It can't be corner, Shaq. Why? And this, and, this, and this is the reason why it can't be corner in the first round, Shaq. When you build your house, you build your house from the ground up, right? You don't build your house from the roof down, right? Mm-hmm. So regardless on what you want to say or regardless on what anybody want to say, we still was number nine in past defense last year. And for me to say that hurts because I'm used to being number one or top three, no later than top five. So I think pretty much everybody around the nation, the still a nation, has gotten spoiled. And, and we've been overlooked a lot because we've been number one. When we won Super Bowls, we've been top five. When we won Super Bowls, but people forget when you lose a Casey Hampton, a Lamar Woodley, a mm-hmm. James Ferrier, a James Harrison, when you lose those guys up front, they knew what they bought. So we can say what we want to say. We still was ranked like number 24 in run defense. We never was ranked 24 in run defense. So I'm thinking go D-tackle. And if that D-tackle isn't enough from Notre Dame, I like Odell Beckham. I like him from LSU. I think he's the best. Mm. After Sammy Watkins, I think he's the best all-around athlete. And I think in the, in the third and fourth round, you're going to do what you did for that lockout season. You're going to get your Cortez Allen. And you're gonna get your Curtis Brown in the set, in the third and fourth in the third and fourth round. So, and you gotta understand, there are corners. Pittsburgh cornerbacks have been built in late rounds. Safety wise, we always get safeties in the first. That that's just what they do because safeties for us are like linebackers. They they're strong safety training now, but a, a athletic, gifted, talented slash safety slash linebacker, regardless on how you want to put it. Ain't no shooting. Ain't no shooting to be. That's just straight up. That's just how it is. So, and, I, and we've been winning too. We won two Super Bowls with me and Deshae. Me and Deshae Townsend. Deshae was a fourth round. I was a fourth round. Won in two thousand five. Then we come back. Then we come back in two thousand nine. We had a, a, a rotation. It was me on one side, but it was a it was a Brian McFadden second round draft pick. So we keep we keep saying first round, but everybody. 
keep getting overshadowed, and we we're we're worrying too much about draft picks instead of worrying about the real team needs. And the reason why you don't talk about Team needs as a decent alignment because they get all the dirty work done. I know it's boring because yeah, that's right. I, I, I'm I'm with you that the average fan it's it's semi boring to take an interior lineman like that if they took Lewis Nix or one of those uh, big boys and put him in the middle there. But you're absolutely right. For one, every team you, the Steelers have played in your career until the last couple of years has been turned two dimensional because because Casey Hampton was right there in the middle to take away the running option and and made him a pass-only team. I just love that Eric Ebron, though. I'd love to have a guy like that for Roethlisberger to throw in the middle of the field. Hey, Ike, what about these rumors that uh, you guys might be on hard knocks? Would you like that? Man, I don't know about the rumors, but man, if you would have asked me that a couple of years ago, I would have said no, but if you ask me that today, I'm going to say, yeah, I want that hard knock. Yeah, you want it because you're going to be running around without a shirt on. <laughs> Might as well get my publicity up. Yeah, you got your publicity already. You need more of the same now without the shirt on? Countless people yeah, saw you that, without that, your shirt on. That, that, hard, that hard knocks, everybody going to see my personality. And I, I got a great personality and a physique. All right, sorry to wrap it up with this, Ike, but uh, real quick, it's the big story of the month right now. Donald Sterling banned for life by the NBA. Now, listen, what if... The you know you work for one of the great ownership groups there is the Rooney family but what if you were an NBA player and you were on the Clippers and uh, and Donald Sterling was caught on tape how would you have reacted to that man that's a tough situation and the reason why I want to say that's a tough situation I'm sure these conversations have happens a lot he just got caught. Yeah, that's exactly right. I feel like, you know what, Ike, that's, to me, that is the conversation that we are missing collectively here, which is, yeah, this old man got caught saying these things on tape, but, and, but it's the fact that he got caught that everybody is now reacting to it. Everybody is essentially forced into a reaction here from the NBA, from Silver on down. They did what they, what they had to do, but it doesn't now erase the fact that this is the way probably, and in fact, that's why I feel like there's no way Sterling can hang on no matter how much he fights to, because who's going to come to his side? Who's going to come to defend his side of things? Do you imagine that all the owners in the NBA, that all these billionaires, old white guys are, are, are don't hold similar opinions I think of course that would be naive to suggest that that's the case that yeah, he's the that, only guy like that that would be very naive this if I'm a, if I'm an owner and this how I look at the breaking news the breaking news is don't get caught oh, watch what you say mm-hmm. that's the breaking news for me as an owner because like I said I'm not going to be naive and, and we got to all look at a check Racism has been going on for years, and it's continuing now, and it's going to always continue. It's just getting better. Like, more people are opening up their eyes to interracial relationships. Just just seeing white guys, black women, black women, white women, black guys. Regardless on this, we want to look at it, man. The color has an issue. Like, I be telling people all the time, like, I thought love had no color. Hmm. Like, we all say we love people, and I love this person, but... If you just look at the word love, man, love has no color, regardless. So why go through life being a racist? Well, I, you know, it, it may be imperfect... It may not be the perfect uh, solution for some people who want to, you know, who who want to be naive about these things. But to me, look, Riley Cooper 
and Richie Incognito, and now this. These things are reminders. It may not be, it doesn't suddenly turn everybody pure who maybe has racist thoughts, but at the very least, this is moving the issue forward in a better direction to say, hey, you talk that way, there are consequences now. And whether you're in the privacy of your own home, even if it's in your heart, Keep your yap shut. The human, uh, you know, human beings around you will punish you if you talk that way in the 21st century. And 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 for that alone, good news that this all went down in my book. All right, listen, Ike Taylor, I don't want to get up on Mount Pius and be waxing about this. Good thoughts from you though on the subject and great stuff on the draft. And one thing I know for sure is rank. Ike Taylor does not uh, does not see color because he had no he had nothing to do he did he wasn't too upset about uh, being taken out on the on the blacktop outside and losing to 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 me you know look because he's going to go out and make millions of dollars playing football no and you're gonna have no that, no you're going to have that moment <laughs> so I can see why he wouldn't care oh listen listen Ike Taylor yes he did give me uh, one of the great uh, athletic feats of, why, what am I talking about the greatest athletic feat the I'd greatest. be a professional athlete in I'd ask sport, your opinion I'd ask your opinion on who's going to win the NBA Ike but clearly basketball ain't your thing how about those penguins right, though no, we can talk in the sports if you would have asked me in the beginning of the season I, I would have said the Pacers but now if you want to ask me and it's just like a continual, a continual thing, regardless on how people want to talk bad about the Miami Heat. It looks like the Miami Heat is going to win the NBA championship for the third consecutive time. I agree. That's good news. And hopefully the Pittsburgh Penguins will win their fourth Stanley Cup. Man, then we need to get on our hot horse because the Pittsburgh Penguins, they've been hot. Yes. And we've been cold for the past two years, so I guess we got to put that – the oven on and put it on hot. Well, listen, Ike Taylor, I'm very excited to announce. Real quick, plug your podcast because I'm on there. Uh, I'm going to join you next week. Next week, 6.45 in the morning, 8 a.m. It's going to be 9.45 my time. Check, I done came on your show. I would like for you to return the favor. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about whatever's going on in the sports world. Because I know you got great insight and you've been insight and you've been doing it for a while, man. You got an invite to my show, six forty-five. I time next Tuesday. I appreciate it. Except, let's call it high noon, and that otherwise, I'm in. My show is only for hours. I know. I saw I'm what. Asking, They'll move I'm it though. You to get up. Get up for two minutes. Noon. You know, turn on the side. All right, eleven thirty. I don't know if you lay on your back. I don't know if you lay on your side. I don't know if you lay on your stomach. Turn over on your side and talk to me for two minutes on the phone. That's all I'm asking. All right, how do you know I won't be earthquaking? I can pretty much guarantee he won't be earthquaking. <laughs> I'll put that on. All right, I'm That's in. That's all he needs. Whatever time Mike Taylor needs, I, I, I'll, I'll uh, do it, and, and I'll do it with bells on. I can't wait for it. Mike <laughs> Taylor, in the meantime, thanks for doing it, fella, and uh, great kibitzing with you, and uh, I guess we'll talk uh, next week. Thanks for having me on the show, Shaq. I just don't care for the fact. I'm happy to do, uh, of course, to kibitz with uh, Swaga, who is a burgeoning broadcaster himself. I look forward to yapping with him. But 6.45 in the a.m. Oh, not true 6.45 in the a.m. for me. It'll be 9.45 in the a.m. Because oh. I, too, will be on the East Coast next week. And so will you, Rank. Oh, very nice. We're yes. going to be out there for the NFL draft. It's here. We've been yapping about it forever. It's now here.
Yes, that's true. Yeah, it's kind of snuck up on me. But I think so. What are we doing out there? We're doing. I don't something. know. Black tie. Hip us to what's going down. Are we continuing our travel series of uh, we we? You may or may not recall after the Super Bowl, we jumped on an airplane and our pal Daniel Jeremiah, draft guru at Move the Sticks, had the banner idea that we do a podcast from 30,000 feet in the let's, sky. Let's be honest. That was uh, Handsome Hank's idea. Oh, you're right. It was Handsome Hank's idea to do it. And then Daniel Jeremiah, once we were airborne and things were going swimmingly, he said, this is just the first in the series. Now we've done one in the sky. We have to do one out at sea. Mm-hmm. We have to do one on the train. Kind of like speed. Hot you know? air balloon. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, they tried. It didn't uh, really. Did they yeah, ever make did... Speed 3? No, they didn't. They should never have made Speed 2, neither. No, you saw the classic. That was well. You saw it. You're the one who sat through it. You saw it. You liked the score. Oh, for those, for those, score the first or the second one. First one. Okay. For the (laughs) black, I like the score of speed. Yeah, Uh, doing a chase, man. It's it's awesome. I like, by the way, for those who enjoy. my favorite game here on the podcast has Black Tie seen it. He has seen four movies in his life, although he considers himself That's a cinephile. True. Let's you know. Let's, let's all let's right. Some, I know it's not four. Let's play but some guidelines here. It's twenty-five, okay. but I just want to say what you told us before the show started. Well, let me say it. He's here's here's a- the guideline. Here's the guideline for the for the game. I'll play along, but here's the guideline. I've seen every James Bond movie, Pierce Brosnan on. Not pre-Pierce, though. <laughs> okay, but you understand that that is one of the best characteristics of your of of your rules that you have you've seen james bond movies that include pierce brosnan and daniel craig you've never seen a john see, connery picture i did picture? see one tim dalton one one day oh well, that's good, good for you I think I saw, I'm not sure what the name was, but I saw that. It was fun. And I've never seen a Sean Connery or a Sir Sean Connery, mm. but I'm a big fan of his uh, of his voice. Big uh, top, <laughs> that's cool. top five voice. That's a great, how about that? That's a good one right there. Have you Let's, ever seen a Sean Connery movie? That's what I was going to say. I don't want to know. I don't know if I want to say Sean Connery movie because that's pretty broad, but there is a chance he has never seen a Sean Connery movie. Let's see. What's the best one? The The Untouchables comes out in 84-ish or well, 85-ish, I, I think. No, 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 no. That yeah. was in the middle of the K-Dog's epic run. That was in the 90s. No, 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 no. The Untouchables? The Untouchables is 84 or 85. Right? No way. I am 100% certain. Well, let's see. All right. You're about to find out. Oh, so I'm, yeah, I'm looking You're a decade up. too far along. 87. Oh, time's moving fast for you right 1987. now. 1987. All right, 87. I was off by a couple of years. Um, so you were wrong. I was a little bit closer than you. No. You said mid-90s. I said I said eighty four, eighty five. I was off by a couple of years. That's all. Pick up, pick out a Sean Connery picture, and then we'll see if Black Tie has seen Sean Connery. You know well, which one he has seen. I'm going to predict Black Tie has seen Rising Sun with his uh, co-star no. Wesley Snipes. No, no, no. Keep in mind he I'm likes. Gonna, I'm say he's seen Entrapment. Ah, good. I you know where I might have gone there. I you said the the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, he likes superhero movies. He might have seen one. that one too. All right, but you're going entrapment was... against uh, Catherine Zeta Jones. That makes perfect sense. That's the sort of woman black tie probably would want to see in a movie. I like where your head's at. I'm going to say yes on that one, black uh, uh, rank. So you're saying yes for that too. Entrapment, yes. This is a fun new wrinkle of the game. To try and pick a movie that he has seen, to correctly choose a movie. All right, Black Tie, have you seen Entrapment? Guys, I'm not uh, pleased to say this, but uh, 
Yes, I have. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> now, this is the hardest game in the world it to pick a movie that he was, has seen. It was an appointment watch, and it just happened to be on, and I, you know, I watched it. All right. I will tell you another apologize. movie, uh, Sean Connery movie I've seen. I'm surprised you guys didn't go The Rock. No, oh, that was, yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought that was too easy. Another great, another movie would have been solid score. It came out in 90, yeah, absolutely. And it came have out you in 96. Seen, have you seen uh, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Bits and pieces. All right. Okay. Because the reviews were so terrible that I felt that would have scared him away. So, And again, I felt The Rock was oh, probably... The Rock or... No, no, no. The League of Extraordinary oh. Gentlemen. I felt the reviews were probably too terrible for you to go see that. The Rock seemed... I should have mentioned this, but yeah, I felt that was... That seemed legitimate that you would have seen it. Good call post, by rank. Post- That's a fun new game. We'll let, we'll have to play it. Uh, we'll have to continue playing that one. That's a good tweet us uh, by the way. Always as always with the hashtag at ddf or uh, hashtag ddfp. Also, your question. I think we just wasted like five minutes of, of our audience time, but I you guys care. apparently think. I think it's entertaining. Think people people enjoy the game. Let us know. Yay or nay on that one, too. Weigh in, Czech Republic and rank amateurs. And, of course, the black sheep. Let us know. Do you like this game? Should we continue playing I will it? tell you this, though. Every time I post a tweet about a movie, I get mm-hmm. a lot of people asking, whoa, 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 you watch movies now? It's See? Jeez, like, come on. You know? We're helping. I re- I, we just put your parameters out there post-95. So I think we will do. We're going to do at least one podcast in New York City, and I don't. That wanna, is the plan. We're working on uh, doing a, uh, and a maybe mobile one, podcast. One, right, a mobile podcast, something in a mode of transportation, mm-hmm. and that's all we'll say until we uh, work out the details on that. Are so, you out there the whole week? I am there for a solid week. Yes, so New York City. Okay, so we'll both be out there the full week. Should let you guys know that the NFL did release. Uh, the information about if you want to attend the NFL draft, there will be a lineup at Radio City Music Hall on Wednesday night. They give out the ticket. They give out a wristband. I'll be there for that, in fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and I will both be there. They will give out the wristbands at 7 o'clock. You can line up at 6, and then you have to come back the next day. There's some registrations that you have to do right there. But Wednesday night, look for us. In New York City. All right, yeah, we'll be out there for that. Uh, I'm doing the the Mayock mock draft, so be on the lookout for that thing. Rank and I are going to be doing on NFL.com the draft coverage from Thursday through Saturday. Rank's doing red carpet stuff. So be on the lookout for all that stuff, like I say, at NFL.com and NFL Network. We'll be out there. Come and say hello. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.